all the states aren't doing everything good, but that doesn't mean that you should like <laughs> skip out on the free medicine they're giving you. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. The, the the very basic like services they're providing for citizens that they should <laughs> yeah. fuck you mom i don't want to do what you want me to do literally like it's just like i can't believe i'm getting free food right now what like how fucking terrible is this you know really infringing on my rights to starve or something yeah it's just like yeah. okay damn <laughs> vaccines were so loaded though like um like a bunch of uh, that there's like these certain issues that sort of pull out real um these uh really embedded reactionary tendencies in people mm. yeah like, uh, i mean yeah i gotta say that like the vaccine narrative stuff kind of like made me like just like my authoritarian levels were just rising and rising the entire time because you just couldn't get people to, to like just like <laughs> maybe we should like, just <laughs> hold people down and yeah, well, shove it, was, it into it's, there it's just like like everyone, everyone like these people are just like you know i really want someone to rationally explain to me why this is a good idea and then you do it and then they spit in your face <laughs> it's like uh you know what like just get in the fucking van <laughs> like like they just cut yeah it just i will say that was tempting that was tempting me tempting me bad <laughs> also it's just like <laughs> Beside all that, it's just like really fucking cringe in a, <laughs> a really like Karen way. Just like I like the the shrieking and the shrillness of it. Like the yeah, I mean like you should you should be shrill. I think, but just the the style of it was all the vibe was off. It was like Sorry. I want to speak to the manager of your conscience or something like. Like telling you off and admonishing you and browbeating people or, or like just like a weird kind of virtue signaling like oh in my house we all get vaccines because we're not idiots or something like that <laughs> like that kind of thing in this <laughs> house we vote for, for Biden <laughs> yeah, yeah, and BLM <laughs> yeah. and vaccines yeah it's that it's that, it's that, bu- it's that bumper sticker like, <laughs> like bumper sticker type tier of political participation where you're just passively aggressively broadcasting your own your own opinions to people without like actually talking to them meaningfully about it. <laughs> it's just like me, 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 me. In this house, we stand Kamala Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Do you hate that? Does that make you? <laughs> does that make you upset? Yeah, it's like the reverse triggering the libs thing. It's like you know. Well, I think there's like such a pipeline between like, was it? Oh, Benzo Rehab Dungeon posted mm-hmm. on this story about... Now I need to follow these people. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, um, their podcast is really good. They just sort of go through the news and, like, um, Mike's really good at unpacking, like, uh, how they're just, like, straight up lying to you and, like... Mm, like, just things that are just untrue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and okay. Dorian's, like, a philosopher guy, so he's, like good at the metaphysical stuff mm, a bit more abstract esoteric side of things yeah I, fe- I forget what exactly it was but he posted like something that uh, something that some conservative pundit said on twitter like the left wants this ridiculous thing <laughs> and I've like been noticing more and more that it's like conservatives make this shit up and then liberals are like, oh, we're the left. 
Yeah. And we we hate you, and we want you to. We want to do the thing you hate. So it's like, it's like oh, I'd really hate it if I got a pic of your titties like with your bra on and all. That'd be the worst. It'd, it'd make uh. me livid if I got. <laughs> so, so like you can guarantee, no matter what they're saying, there's like a liberal out there like yeah. making that making that their platform yeah exactly like maybe disney should make people gay yeah exactly (laughs) like maybe maybe they should just double down on the propaganda for just to fuck with it i'm gay because of disney oh that no that person exists yeah (laughs) yeah you can't take that you're you're stealing their thunder there's like cartoon people on tiktok uh we should do an introduction i guess are we actually recording we are recording we are recording yeah i figured we were um all right. Well, hi. I'm Dan. Um, well, this is episode one episode of the one. the edge of the pit. Edge of the pit. Where we we stand at the edge of the pit, which is in the center of our imagined society, mm-hmm. which is pit based, and we decide who to throw into it. The People's Republic of uh, Rush Jellison Street, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm Luke. Lejessive uh, <laughs> on Instagram. Ah, I, well, yeah, I don't have anything worth following, so you only need to know me as Dan. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Dan and my voice remember it well. Exactly. Ah, uh, and I'm a vet. I'm a vet of Agapow. Full titles, please. Based <laughs> Slayer. Based Slayer. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Slayer. So, yeah, I guess we kind of had like an insane ramble to start with, but we should continue and say that we had homework once again. Once again. Uh, <laughs> once well, again. it wasn't it wasn't so much homework for you. True, I, you, I was I did, you I did it at school, so like I didn't have to do my homework at home. <laughs> we, we did already record a, an episode which is lost to time because right. yeah, I fucked up the it. recording, but it gave mean about the chance to like do the homework actually watch time. the video that we were supposed to discuss <laughs> great, great beginning. I, um, I just had nothing else to do do with my life so i just watched the video again yeah do you think yeah. we were doing anything <laughs> like worth our time well, instead was, of watching the I video i was just giving you the benefit of the doubt i was thinking like you know you just got more important things to do you know? you're, you're an artist you got you got artistic shit to do i'm i'm a depressed person who lives in his family's home (laughs) i do think a lot of being an artist just involves like um uh like meditatively uh uh, like cultivating a an artistic um vibe vibe. (laughs) (laughs) that's what you're doing when you're lying there staring at the ceiling (laughs) Yeah, it's very um, it's very appropriate. That's what that's what all the great old timey artists used to do. They were just lying on their uh, couch and looking at the ceiling. It's very Dionysian, like, like I, as much as I, as much as I like, sometimes hate, like idealistic utopian visions. I think my perfect society is just like lesbians lounging around in the nude and drinking wine and like of course everyone's a lesbian because everyone's like been forced to be feminized um this is this is the future liberals want kind of thing as we were saying before yeah 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 fair enough i mean that that basically just sounds like you know 
um, what do they call it? Like literally the island of Lesbos with Sappho, you know, circa whatever BC. <laughs> it's sort of like uh, Shulamith, Firestone, uh, luxury communism. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. In space. Uh, I think I think space is stupid. We should no space. No not. space fucking sucks. Wow. Why would you? Why I'm, would you I'm go to? S- that's so much of it. We, I'm alone on the space rock. We're already. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what's out there that like isn't here? what you you don't have any oxygen out there? Like <laughs> shit. Like we've got air here and like food. Like, oh, you're what gonna, are you gonna go to space? You're gonna terraform Mars and make it livable? Like this is like look around. <laughs> we've got is, a head start. This <laughs> this is this is like people who have never lived anywhere except like their hometown and they just shit talk everybody else's town because <laughs> they're like why would you go why would you go to that city like they have the same shit here like <laughs> they don't have the they don't have the same shit on Mars. oh that's it yeah they don't have it's the same like, shit but <laughs> like if you want to go and live on mars like go out into the middle of the fucking simpson desert and like <laughs> just vibe like, with just vibe there for a little bit. <laughs> wait for the terraforming machines to like make you a biome <laughs> you're just like any second now the the oxygen tractor will like fucking puff puff it out <laughs> honestly though like <laughs> anything anything there we have something here that's like better what what if you, you, what you if could you... go like live on the island with amelia Earhart and tupac <laughs> Do fuck and get eaten by the coconut crabs. <laughs> well, I want to go to Mars with Amelia Earhart and Tupac, and we're gonna have adventures on Mars. Oh. It's gonna be great. No, I want to go to Mars because it's Mars. Like I want to go to Jupiter because it's Jupiter, not because it's Earth. Oh, you just because you want to get stupider. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fucking grilled. Uh, true. The secret agenda was uh, that uh, men go to Jupiter to get more stupider. I forgot about that. Completely, completely boned. <laughs> gotcha, that. Yeah, I know. I mean, at least I didn't say Uranus, really. That's it. Look at this. Ratioed plus L. <laughs> plus L. <laughs> plus space. <laughs> uh, where to go, NASA? Anyway, space stones in the pit. St- space is in the pit, apparently. This is a uh, two to one, two to one vote. Space stones in the pit. In the yeah. pit. Yeah. In the pit. All right, I'm going in there. I'm, I'm rescuing it. And bungee jumping. Why do you want to go to space? Because it's, it's cool. <laughs> what about it is cool? It's full of just like extreme primordial shit that you can't see here. Like the deep ocean that's already here. <laughs> <laughs> Except that that's full of deep ocean shit, not space. And the deep ocean sucks. It's full of like weird, what? like creepy crawlies and stuff. I don't yeah, we don't even know what's there. More ocean. You've never played Subnautica. Wow. Ratio plus L plus. You've never played Subnautica. Yeah, but like, where You've does, never been to Planet where, 256. I was going to say, where does, where does Subnautica take place again? <laughs> I can't remember. Anyway. I, I can't. Yeah, anyway, where are. Uh, <laughs> really got him. Got him. <laughs> the game ends when you go to space ah there we go so only the cool shit is in the ocean like otherwise yeah yeah. so what if we want to go to the planet where there's the subnautica ocean though we have a subnautica (laughs) (laughs) subnautica at home (laughs) we have subnautica (laughs) yeah well i guess i guess that's that you know 
We'll have to go hang out with the whales and uh, and have a chat to them. Are we going to talk about the video? Eventually. Fucking <laughs> Adam Curtis. Yes. <laughs> okay, so... Pump Englishism. English, yeah, so you finally... Like, okay, so... Um, background of the thing that we watched. Uh, it was the first part of a recent Adam Curtis documentary. Is it 2021? I think it might be 2021. I can't remember. It, I think it is a bit old in that sense. But, like, you know, in, in internet terms. But... He predicted Amber Heard. Amber Heard? Did he? <laughs> that, like, divorce arc? I, I don't remember enough of it. Oh, um, wait, at the very end. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, the model oh, of yeah, divorce. That, the, yeah. that was just so... Uh, see, like, that was... Alright, uh, we'll get to that. But, like, <laughs> um, I guess what I wanted to say is that we watched the first part of this um, of this documentary. And it's it Can't Get You Out of My Head, um, which is named after the Kylie Minogue song. And yeah, it's just essentially it's like a look at individualism in the context of like so like modern twentieth century society, with references to eighteenth century society. Uh, sorry, eighteen hundred society rather, nineteenth century society. Modern history. Modern history. <laughs> but um, yeah. So like, there was there was a lot going on, uh, and not a lot of it was. Very good. Yeah, look, I can't, I can't say that I rate it as like a piece of historical analysis, but it was <laughs> an interesting. It was an interesting um, sort of like story that he's trying to weave out of some very disparate stories and trying to come up with a mm. common theme of like the individual versus society, but also like a kind of cultural paranoia that seems to pervade all of those societies. So it's sort of like what I'd call. A in the most shitty way it's like a paranoiac analysis where where he's like oh that fucking comment he made in the end like he's talking about boolean logic and yeah. he's like yeah. like that's the callback what they, like what they failed to what they yeah. failed to remember is that bull was uh, working off english scientism and and like like every single thing just comes back to like england like like no other society oh, measured and categorized thing. It is hilariously English, like hilariously British in terms of its just uh, reference point. Like, Plus, do, do you yeah. know who did Boolean? Like, you know how they teach Boolean logic nope. with Aristotle, Aristotle, Aristotelian logic, <laughs> Aristotelian, Aristotelian, uh, like um, zoologism and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's like what it sort of is. It's it, just like a math maths expression of that i think like boolean logic went a little bit further than just the syllogisms in the sense that he tried to represent the syllogisms as mathematical equations and not yeah, just not just as like linguistic formations i guess but that was the motive like <coughs> yeah, yeah thinking that he was yeah expressing i yeah it's sort of a very particular like like way of thinking that people think i think when people are like very caught up in just uh, socializing and don't have much of a, an inner life. Hmm, that's an interesting point to make. Like, that that's kind of the way people are just who people who are caught up in socializing would be thinking and not necessarily reflecting upon stuff. Maybe it's a bit of a Sudi take. Yeah, well, it's all a Sudi take until you explain it, I suppose, right? <laughs> like, like everything's a sued point 
until you're forced to defend it and then you have to make it like a real point oh <laughs> uh, just like if this then that mm. then yeah if uh if like uh, if both sides of the gate are higher then the, the latch goes higher mm-hmm. until both sides of the gate are higher again and then it goes lower yeah yeah yeah, it's just like, alright, so like, it's just like a logic, um, it's like only someone who is thinking in really formal logical, in formal logical ways would probably think that that's how human beings think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because it, it is really like formal, and like, the whole, the whole thing, at least allegedly in the, um, in the Adam Curtis video, is that, you know, Boolean logic is an expression of a desire to formalize human thinking into like, mathematical equations, which seems very like fuzzy uh, sorry wait, which seems like it doesn't really take into account all the fuzziness of human thinking yeah yeah for yeah. sure yeah um <coughs> but i don't think that's particularly a fault of englishism i think that <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah cause i like, think like kant was probably trying to do something like that it seems like it's kind of a, a wider problem with um with the sort of rational processes that came out of you know the enlightenment um in europe in the sense that this perfectly like that it, there should be some sort of perfectly rational way of doing things which syncs up with uh like some wider rational and sensible way of living and that like what is in human interests is you know ultimately this mm, this incredibly hyper rational uh way of existing uh, yeah that was what they were talking about in the the documentary as well like um and then like sort of the alternatives people found to that um i'm I'm not saying one is you know good um but um there's like you kind of got to the other side of it and then you got into the um conspiracy theories where like um you're not like nothing makes sense and like um you're just looking for like semblances of like connections and that's how you get to like things like the conspiracy theories which are about shit i didn't know um the illuminati was a thing made up by um the the discordians <laughs> I, I i was always like annoyed at like all the illuminati conspiracy theories on like shit like music videos that i really liked when i was a teenager but i never knew it was an actual like plant yeah like like it was the whole idea of the illuminati specifically being the society secret society that is responsible for like um, you know, controlling the world, the world government, and all that kind of crap. Um, yeah, it was propagated by those by those guys, the Discordians, who have you know, kind of taking the piss out of people, and it all kind of went too far, really, because people believed it. I think that's a good lesson in like irony. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. <laughs> totally. yeah. Like it can it can be really so so much of like so leftists who are very popular on the internet at the moment who are like if i'm like ironically misogynist and ironically like reactionary then it'll like reel in the the working class and they can yeah like some like sort meet, of meet them where they're at and but the thing with irony is like it's indistinguishable from sincerity on the surface yeah like it's it only operates it only works if everyone's already in on the joke so you know you can't um and like especially on the internet it's like really difficult to communicate the insincerity of it when you're like you know 
when you're making a, a wisecrack, basically. And, like, people engaging with irony as some sort of praxis, like you're saying, for, like, real in the working class, uh, kind of just shooting themselves in the foot because they're using a platform to communicate in a, in a way which um, undercuts the value of what they're actually trying to achieve because they're, like, you know, being ironic, which means they're going to start attracting the like the wrong kinds of people to their movement because like they're going to attract people who are interested in, in sabotaging the project and not actually participating sincerely mm. because they're being ironic and not sincere it's like another trap of irony i feel like we're just doing that like drag video now no what's that one you d you don't watch drag nope oh, it's like a really popular uh <coughs> like politics youtuber but he's he's just really taking the piss out of everything all the time oh yeah but he did a, he did this video about like layers of irony mm. it was like pretty insightful i guess mm. i don't know if i could like say anything outside of that but like I, um, hmm. what did you think of the adam Carter's documentary um, i don't know i thought it was a bit like Cool, whatever. Like, <laughs> tell us to tell us something like interesting. I don't know. It was nice to hear like all the little stories he was bringing up, but I wasn't really, I guess, that like intrigued by any like broader point that he was trying to make. I guess I don't know. Maybe maybe um suspicion. Uh, like we were, we were talking about earlier about like irony and stuff. Maybe um suspicion and paranoia should um pervade us and our takes on culture so we don't um don't support weird um, <laughs> rapists yeah and abusers ah uh, yeah that's but then like i said it's like hard to separate the like subjectivity itself is full of like gaps and suffering and like weird shit and art is like cathartic and I don't know, like, like, would you want someone to take your art completely seriously? I thought that would like... end terribly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, I'm, not, I'm not a very violent person, but <laughs> when I watch things I do, I'm like, uh, I wonder if someone thinks I, like, hurt people. Artistically. Only artistically. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. Well, I mean, like, that's interesting point about, like, maybe we should be more suspicious just from the point of view of, like, um, like, the, the paranoia aspect of this documentary and, like, discussing, like, the kind of, this, this paranoid theme that Adam Curtis is setting up as, like, a, this fundamental aspect of, um, or maybe not fundamental, I use that, overuse that word, but certainly, like, there seems to be this integral thread of paranoia in Western society, particularly in the, in the context of this documentary he was talking about british society but but i feel like it, oh sorry I, know, I, was, I was gonna get i was gonna get to the point i was just gonna say that like um you know uh so it's interesting that like you talk about maybe like just even in a throwaway comment like being more suspicious of some certain people because that seems to be something which gets in the way of like having a good analysis of other people like like the, su the suspicion takes over and it becomes driven more by like a fear of the other instead of like a cold look at an individual or a concept right well i feel like um i don't know yeah it was weird like a weird vibe from the documentary because i feel like he was like um warning us against like a sort of 
like one aspect of like suspicion and like being um, overly suspicious and being um, misguided about it but then sort of like like advocating for another type of suspicion that yeah, just sort of like um, advanced what he thought about like being an individual uh, being an individual in society was about and like how individualism is like good yeah and, like for sure it, yeah. it, it was very yeah, like yeah, yeah. But under the surface, like, um, is <laughs> yeah, it, isn't exactly. everyone just an uh, individualist and that's just how we are? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I mean, I mean like, I will... And those, like, the creepy ca- shots of the server room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The creepy shots of the server room. And then, like, but then, like, the creepy shots of, like... The Jaws all... theme playing. Exactly, yeah. With, like, just, like, really... Like, it was just all set up to be very unsettling. And then, like, the creepy shots of, like... 70s london like in like the the cold drab sort of like or you know the impression is it's meant to be this cold drab place with like shitty buildings it is and then like it's not terrible (laughs) terrible (laughs) terrible and then like you know serial serial pictures of um a whole bunch of like uh like english people like dancing like white english people all dancing and smiling together and it's all very like um like coordinated and like (laughs) particular so it just seemed very it just seemed very like uh like set up specifically to to insinuate that being an individual is important and then like but like the suspicion and the paranoia is bad but like you should be suspicious and paranoid about some things and it's like yeah i just realized um all of the stuff about like um junching and um uh moral era um communism was just like um it was one big uh yeah communism is cool i guess but it never works in practice like, <laughs> yeah it, it felt like that the whole time it was just like a burn on like maoist china just like yeah well you know maybe mao killed some landlords but like communism is dumb and fake and it, it wasn't even that it was it was cool very awesome. like um <laughs> it was very like every like um person studying like arts at like um university like first year being like oh, you know communism is good in theory but yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we all want our um, own personal like, gain of oh my god like fuck off yeah it's like, like piss off like just like the whole the whole <laughs> god was, the china, whole... china was completely taken under by collectivism <laughs> yeah exactly until this stupid <laughs> bitch <activist. laughs> exactly it's just like <laughs> we need like the girl boss saga of mal's wife <laughs> yeah. like she's just like she's here to like <laughs> put her stamp on things but it's like in a bad way because she's become a vengeful cat lady and it's like yeah, I, like, I think it, she was, was great really confused what he was getting at yeah <laughs> really really had his messages upside down uh, it was very strange yeah like yeah, yeah. what um, we were just saying like yeah uh, Zhang Qing the uh, Mal's wife um, I vote not in the pit Mm. No, she was. Yeah. She's based. I, we're gonna watch some of her operas later, actually. Yeah, the, fucking the sick. Awesome. I'll, I'll I'll reserve my vote on whether or not Junqing is uh, pitworthy, simply because I don't know a great deal about her, except basically the negative stuff. So uh, yeah. a lot of the things <laughs> was it negative. Was, well, well it's I think things it was that mostly he was, like saying about people's motives. I was like, yeah, did it really happen that way? Or well, because like. like I, because like comparing what I know about Junqing versus what this this like Adam Curtis documentary is driving at, I get the distinct impression that there's going to be some kind of conclusion that, um, you know, the the climate of paranoia and like the fear that the Cultural Revolution brought about in some of like the old Communist Party dudes and stuff like that in China was like ultimately bad. But like, it's an interesting 
it's an interesting conclusion if that's what this conclusion is going to be in this in this um, documentary. I don't know if that's true, but because like because the whole thing is that they're just ragging on, um, they're just ragging on like China for being like overly collectivist and like you know it's all a big monolith and she they didn't like her because she was an ambitious woman and things like that. But she was also a bitch. Yeah, well, that's it. She's kind of like yeah. It's like yeah, she's I felt also like terrible. he wanted us. He wanted us to think she was like. I think not she, a good person. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll bring in some literary theory here and say that I get the impression she's meant to be like a kind of Byronic hero, where like okay. she's meant to be this anti-heroic figure where Did her you say desire Byronic. Bi- bi- yeah, Byronic like, would be pretty sick actually. Ah, uh, okay. Like I gotta resist the urge to hijack the, the podcast <laughs> and start talking about Bionicles. I so, watched like a I watched the first I'm hour resisting. of a ten hour Bionicle War video the that, other day. That is simultaneously <laughs> terrifying and based at the same time. It's it's amazing. It's like I think Bionicles so, should be their own their own episode of this podcast, actually. We should Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, I think, yes. Okay, we'll, There's we'll, a pit we'll, in Bionicles as well. There's there literally is. a pit in Bionicles. It's, but it's but, um, a different kind of pit. I mean, similar, people that similar hate got sent there anyway. Yeah, similar reason. So, okay, we better not talk about it, because I want to talk about it in the Bionicle episode. <laughs> Their pit isn't as good as that pit. Yeah, okay, I'll leave it at that. Well, you can't throw rocks so at think... people underwater, so that's why where their pit goes wrong. Yeah. I think Dan... <laughs> I've totally forgotten it, because Bionicles have taken over my mind. Bionicles, Bionic Woman, Bionic Hero. <laughs> Alright, so like, you know, just like the, the idea of like the, the anti-hero whose like, desires are understandable, but also like not 100% morally correct or something like that so like you know you you cheer for her to win even though she's doing terrible things to get there and like you know people are getting hurt around her but she's this tragic figure who's like a sort of tragic hero and um so like I get I get this impression that she's being set up this way within the within the narrative of this story and I would like to contrast that with some other more reputable um, historical analysis of like you know like her role in, in Mao's China and like with the um because you know there's going to be things like the Gang of Four and stuff like that come up later I'm pretty sure so I'd like to see how that's handled. Yeah. I think he thinks only white people are allowed to be um, individualists. <laughs> well, like, or he think well I think more specifically he thinks that Chinese culture is about suppressing individuals, which is like straight up incorrect and kind of racist conclusion to come to bro but like that's that's interesting that it's honest it's um a predictable take by <laughs> our good friend adam curtis there <laughs> uh, um, I'm spinning around, around. should this be the break maybe Sorry. You guys want to take a break or? A break. A break. A break. A break. break. All right. Break. We will return We're after these slack of messages because no one would sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm going to watch the rest of this documentary, I reckon, because like, I want to see how it ends now. I want to watch the rest. And we're back. Hello. Hi. All right. So. So, Edge of the Pit. Why do we call it Edge of the Pit? Hmm. Um, what's the pit? What's I, all? What's that all about? What's <laughs> the pit all about? I came up with like this, um, I guess, system of politics, um, which I guess is situated in some sort of like post-apocalyptic um, moment, like scenario where like um, everything's gone to shit and like things are being restructured and stuff. And um, what happens is there's like a pit, and basically, um, if someone 
does something that everyone fucking hates, you just throw them into the pit and um, throw rocks at them. And that's that. So, public execution, I suppose. So, it's kind of if enough people can overpower this one person, then they. They kind of deserve it because they've pissed off enough people that they can be thrown in. It's community outrage, basically. We all just get fucking shitted off at this one person and we throw them in. Yeah, but then you throw rocks at them. That's the important part as well. You yeah. can't just leave them in the pit? No, you have to throw rocks at them, and no. if they survive, then they get to come out. Right. So Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah, so if you live through the barrage, you get rehabilitated. That's what counts. Yeah, but you can get thrown back in later if you keep doing <laughs> so shitty just, things. You just don't, just don't re-offend. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, like, it encourages people to not be fucking annoying, I think. It's a pretty strong disincentive by the sounds of it. Mm. All right. Well, I this, guess I guess so. So, like in this scenario, it's po- post-apocalyptic. You said. I I don't think we could. Have I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit drunk. I can't really remember what you said. I'm well, just I, yeah. I, I, well, I said like if it were like um, a transitional thing, then maybe we could do like a thing like from where we are now to the pit. Like we could do this thing where we um throw the we keep the current politicians and we throw them in the pit if they make a decision we fucking hate well they could like be they could be already in a pit and if you're interested in local politics you like come to the side of this like council pit where they're sitting around a table like at the bottom and if they make a decision you don't like, you you just throw rocks. Well, I think, like, people's aim isn't that good, and if the pit's, like, deep enough for, like, it to be a challenge to climb out, at least, like, it'd be hard to, like, aim a rock at someone's Well, that's... Head. It just depends on your passion and dedication to... I mean, you'd practice throwing rocks if you were really... I guess you'd get like, good at it, yeah. Politically like, motivated. Yeah, I was going to say, that's like your political, your civic participation. Like, if you're really into politics, part of the practice is actually just throwing rocks at stuff. Well, it encourages political participation because it's very... Um, Direct. Yeah, it's, it's physical, you know. Grass, it, grassroots. It, you know, gets the energy <laughs> flow running. Yeah, it's, it's like mm. it's it's one one person, one rock, one vote. Like it's that sort of thing. <laughs> no, you can have as many you rocks can pick as up one rocks. You can oh, your rocks. This is like we're really enfranchising the masses here. <laughs> so I'm guessing these are sort of like like uh, every community has its own pit kind of thing. Do we have like a like a federal pit and then there's like state based pits? I'd, I'd say pits? it's probably just like local pits. Like I don't think you get thrown in like a bigger pit for a bigger crime. Mm, right. right. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. I see. I see. So, um, every episode we're gonna decide. Someone inside of it. If we were living yeah. in this hypothetical pit based society, would. Would the author of our piece of media be thrown into the pit? Or, or anyone else that comes up, I guess. Yeah. We could, we could decide. We pick some pit-worthy people. Or not... Or not... Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, he's going to the pit. He's going to the pit, and I'm going to beat him with, like, the like one of the guns that he ha- he likes. His favourite one. No, I think it'd be better if we did it with sticks. Nah, come on, it's less ironic. It's more ironic this way. 
You know how we like irony? You know how we like irony? Were you not listening? You know how we like irony on this Well, I guess the difference between like a pit-based society and a gulag-based society is what people didn't like about the gulag is that... You couldn't get out, really. <laughs> it like involves like a prolonged... Like, <laughs> it's like a labor camp, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you have you have like some de- determination in the stakes of like the pit, whereas you can the dodge good, I guess you, you like, can't really. Yeah, hmm. I guess this is this is pretty like sternerist. Maybe maybe we're gonna have a sternerist revolution. Oh and that, well, also I think the thing with the gulag is <laughs> still waiting for the sternerist revolution. <laughs> Egoists unite if you want. To. If you want to, we won't make you. It could be cool. <laughs> Did you hear about those egoists <laughs> that um, nationalized the Amazon factory? <laughs> like how they nationalized it somehow in the egoist nation. Is Max Stoner going in the pit? Absolutely not. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, great. Stoner space. And I think we like we should like keep him around for amusement purposes, I think. Like he can troll people who get overly serious. <laughs> Well, I was just saying as well that, like, um, people complain about, like, um, uh, communism and, like, when it happens, because they're like, oh, I couldn't do anything I wanted to do, and they sent me to jail for no reason, because I wanted to exercise my freedoms. But, like, if it's, like, people around you that are just deciding that you suck, like, you can't really <laughs> complain about it, because everyone unanimous- <laughs> unanimously agreed that you're shit and terrible. It's, You're going, it's yeah. very direct. So like, you can't really entire, complain about it. The entire community was against you at that point. Yeah. All right. This so is the mob, mob rule of the proletariat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah it's <laughs> you can call it whatever you like. We get, we get the person I mean, we hate. We throw it. I, don't think it would, I don't think it would really be communism because under like communism, there's like a central planning committee, it's which we would stone to death. Yeah, straight away. Yeah, actually, yeah. Well, the central planning committee is in the pit already. Like they were the yeah. first ones to go. So yeah. after they yeah. built the pit, and they announced what the pit was. We all threw them in there because we didn't like the pit. But so, now we're stuck with the pit. <laughs> so what about if, like, um, what about if one guy sort of takes control of a portion of the economy and he can, like, get, he can, like, extort people to throw other people in the pit, like, economically, like, he... Oh, well, we put just him in the, him in the pit. Yeah, he goes in the pit straight away. That's right. it. All the problems are solved. In fact, chances are, I was gonna say, like, chances are that person probably has employees, and if you have employees, they probably hate you. So, you and then you're in that, the pit. So then you're in the pit. Like that will that'll teach you for having employees. Like, right? Yeah. See, it's instant unionism in a sense, really. A pit union. Pit union. Yeah. That's that's great. So. Drum roll. Good bad name, Pit Union. (laughs) Pit the Elder. What Uh, we drum roll? Sorry, I'll I'll do a drum roll. (laughs) Alright, so does does Adam Curtis go in the pit? In the pit, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, like so far he's he's on the road to the pit. 100% in the pit. He's he's in the pit. He fucking sucks. I mean, like, he's on the road to the pit. I think I think Yvette just wants to put him in the pit because uh, he dissed her girl. So, like, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Junction was based as hell. She did See, nothing this, wrong. This, this is what I mean. Like, you know, if you, if you talk shit about people's friends, then you get thrown in the pit. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm going in the pit. <laughs> I talk shit about everyone. <laughs> talk shit, get pit. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. So, yeah. So, I guess, like, Adam's pretty, he's, he's slipping. He's like, he's, like, on the edge of the pit. We're thinking about it. 
We're thinking about the pit. I'm thinking about it. Like, I'm not thinking about it. Yeah. Well, this is what I mean. Like he's he's already got one vote against him. So. All right. Three votes. Well, what? mine. No, so I'm seeing like like one vote. Like unless you just voted, but my yeah, votes my voted. votes abstaining yeah. at the moment. Now I'm saying uh, one one hundred percent. It's two to one. It's two to one. Yeah, two. Sorry, Adam, I, I couldn't never, do anything. You've yeah. never wrestled a vet, but I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> you just like you get you in a headlock. You're just like you're in the pit. <laughs> yeah, I reckon she could take down that pasty British. <laughs> <laughs> He's British as well, so it definitely feels some anger in me. Just just yeah, so this is for the colonies. <laughs> <laughs> Just kick him right in. I remember what you did in Polynesia. <laughs> All of the Polynesia. <laughs> like, there's not a rock in that place that doesn't have This a is for Christianity. <laughs> what do you. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the Americans, I guess, too. <laughs> what do you think about. Uh, is Englishism going in? <laughs> Englishism, Englishism was born in the pit. Like <laughs> it's 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 Tom Hardy's bane. Like that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say before. Like his analysis itself is paranoia. Is yeah. paranoia. Yeah, yeah. It's like it focuses everything into this one single thing that he's like. It's like it's like uh, I think I came back in from peeing hearing Yvette say it's like a an undergrad's essay. <laughs> like yeah, like it's kind um, of like it, it literally is, and it's I think it's it's. I just mean, like, maybe we'll notice this in like other if we ever do revisit this this piece of media but i think it's just like he's going really far out of his way to u- avoid using the word racism because like that means something very particular in an academic sense and like in a you know in a social sense so like he's trying to like he's trying to not say that or like he's trying to use someone else's words which describes basically the same kind of process but like make it make it seem like some kind of individual quality of the, people yeah like, english you know. are the best at racism level. he did like talk about how like the english were racist but he like called it englishism because he attributed it to like um whatever the melancholy of the fall of the empire but like um who, yeah. who cares why it <laughs> well, <laughs> who like, cares why they're racist like yeah I, I think it's weird like he's trying to tie that attitude back to yeah to like melancholy it's like oh we we lament the loss of our world spanning empire and we don't know how to express it except through incredible levels of bigotry beating up immigrants yeah exactly and it's just like why don't why don't you, you can just say that and like have an analysis of it which we already have english is such emo kids for them melancholy <laughs> <laughs> Hanging on in quiet desperation (laughs) is the English way. All I can say is it's the reason they invented, like, uh, heavy metal. Like, just, like, (laughs) they just, there's there's a group of people, there's a group of people that just need to yell into microphones to feel good. And I I can respect that from that point of view. Uh, But, like, like, yeah, just, like, trying to reify, um, like, like, essentially xenophobia into some kind of, like, quality which is intrinsic to english people <laughs> is really weird because i mean it's just like for one thing there are obviously anti-racist english people who are based but like it's it's so weird to like to like reduce um to to basically reduce what is like a lament for a loss of privilege an extreme like loss of privilege into like some kind of quirky 
psychological quality of this group of people like you don't talk about like spanishness for like spanish bigotry against like native people in their ex-empire or something like that yeah. like you don't talk about it like that you just call it racism so like there's no need to call this some kind of special like anglo-saxon name for what is essentially the same phenomena <laughs> as benjamin bratton said when this uh, series came out on twitter he said uh, oh great new adam curtis i can't wait to hear how everything boils down to psychology <laughs> yeah i mean like i would love to hear some more about benjamin bratton because that's a good one like that's a pretty good analysis of this particular like chunk of this documentary so Bratton is incredibly based yeah see like and like that tweet is basically the genesis for this podcast like really like so like we should revisit that out of um respect really we should i feel like we'd agree with him too much yeah. or like oh we'd have stuff to talk S- su- supplementary reading even if like even benjamin Bratton isn't like like a, a key aspect of like the analysis that we're doing it'd be good to like be able to talk about like some of the things that he talks about yeah or about him. bring him up yeah yeah mm-hmm. anyway but it's like other people feel sad too everyone <laughs> feels yeah well like or the, yeah. the english melancholy the I damp know. skies <laughs> ring out like a gray rock <laughs> yeah over our heads and we are so yeah and i mean i hey like i commented at the very beginning we just like, trudge is... towards <laughs> the gray it's always raining here <laughs> but, but, um, like we said at the start like it is an incredibly like british production like it just focuses in on that specifically that's like this I is mean, why like, i mean like maybe we're just not the target audience but also this i think in not also... being the target audience it also stands out as extra bullshit so anyway oh well, the fact sad. that yeah, like, yeah, it's like it's like extra bullshit it's like you're not buying into it like it's like, like a no, national target audience yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's also the reason why i've never been able to stomach philosophy tube um really yeah so like like um like i've i saw their uh i saw her antifa video mm. when she put it out and i like i got through it yeah and i was like they're all good like salient points but i just can't stand it's someone th- talk like like this this great thing that i discovered like yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah and you need to to know it's like this authoritative like i can't stand an english person like bearing down on me with that fucking voice it's like, yeah yeah abby um like yeah it's just like there's that there's that sort of there's a type of presentation it's like uh like you've ever seen any h bomber guy as well this there's a bit of that I think Harris sort I think, of like I think tends he's to silly mod- enough for me to yeah, stomach. Yeah, modifies he's it with not, a little bit more silliness. It's the authoritative tone that I don't like. Yeah, so. Fair enough. I have to revisit that and try and listen to that a bit better because I, I didn't notice so much the authoritative tone. There's a video of Philosophy maybe, Tube where, like, before she transitioned, yeah. it's this, like, person with a goatee hmm. entering like on a horse with like leather gloves <laughs> yes. speaking in this fucking colonizer there's there's like there's like <laughs> kind of i don't know i don't want to call it based because it's a little bit because it's not really but it does it does sound pretty funny to me <laughs> anyway uh, okay i want to go check this out this is my further project my homework then for me but um yeah <laughs> but yeah i don't know like um 
yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're all just like actually bigots against British people, and we just Good. can't stand their culture. Good. Yeah, maybe that's um, they're just sad because their beaches suck and it's made out of rocks. I wow. hate Americans much more than British people. Um, ah, that's like low hanging fruit. <laughs> like, like literally, <laughs> most of the world hates and has a legitimate reason to hate Americans. Maybe that, yeah, maybe that's why it doesn't get me as Sorry, much. I don't, because... I don't want to invalidate your hate. You have a right to hate. <laughs> I feel like we're just so like so, there's like an American normalization about like culture. They frame all the jokes that we tell so that we yeah we tell them in a way that an American would find funny. It's like uh, it's, oh, that it's, Ameri- it's that cultural imperialism. Like it just you can't escape it because of the historical conditions. It's annoying. I hate Australia. I hate Australianism too. Yeah. Have you heard the fucking chats? The chads. <laughs> the chads. The chats. The chats. The chats. No, it's, it's the like a band. Oh wait, I think I do know. I'm on Smoko. Just oh, yeah, leave yeah. me alone. I'm on. See, I did I, that like see, capitalizing on being Australian to like. I yeah, I don't know how I feel about that either because like this is that's actually probably maybe another good topic. We're coming up with such great topics for other episodes, but um, yeah, like I guess that doesn't doesn't piss me off as much because I find it more amusing. Uh, like in the sense of like <laughs> Australians are cringe like like we kind of like it's just it's just funny to me that we like I wouldn't sincerely be like that that song speaks to me on a like a yeah I'm so Aussie I gotta have my fucking smoke break oh, no, like I wouldn't like I wouldn't believe that like that I wouldn't internalize it like, I wouldn't internalize it like that it's just funny to hear like a bunch of like you know fucking bogans carrying on about like being on smoker throwing adam curtis in the pool. ah that's right yeah. yeah look i think actually purely for coining englishism or like at least if he didn't coin it he certainly uh seems to have like run with the idea of something of like it being a thing worth talking about um i think he can go in the pit actually so okay. i've changed i've changed oh, my vote switched to all three of us yeah um, i think just because being reminded of that and being reminded of like how obnoxious i found it that he was just kind of going out of his way to describe some kind of unique cultural property of a group of people that to which it is not in any way at all unique um was kind of annoying and maybe like i'm gonna have to rescind that because later on in the thing he's gonna be like haha englishism is bullshit and i was just playing the uno reverse card mm. but everything that seems to, everything seems to point to no for that so yeah not all like you're, the outcome you're yeah. taking adam curtis oh, out of content to invoke <laughs> to invoke one of the dark gods <laughs> like that's definitely that's definitely one of them i will not, I will not speak his name because uh he doesn't deserve to be mentioned but um but like yeah there's definitely a certain other individual who can go in the pit <laughs> uh anyway yeah uh, out of context <laughs> we're building the pit around his grave yeah buried at the bottom of the pit oh he's just gonna he's fucking senile yeah he's lost it like like it's all that meat diet like that's what that was it's he's just gone like there's nothing left of him but hey that's what happens when you become a weird fucking piece of shit right wing grip to sell out so whatever Alright, I really need to pee, so I think we should. I think we're done. That's wrap the end of it. Up. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's All right. it. That's nice. the end of the pit. Cool. We threw Adam Curtis in the pit. We saved uh, our girl from it, and uh, that's it. We're solved. Yeah. Nice. Right. Adios. Okay. Next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.